Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers have for a long time been the celebrities of the Steelers' defense. But heading into the 2023 offseason, the inside and outside linebackers have a lot of question marks. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the cutting room floor. Steelers linebackers have a long storied tradition back from the days of Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Greg Lloyd, LaVon Kirkland, Kevin Green, to Joey Porter, Earl Holmes, so many players, James Ferrier, James Harrison, Lamar Woodley, so many big names here. So many great players, so many decorated and famous NFL personalities. This team right now, though, has no one at inside linebacker. And when I say nobody at inside linebacker, I mean right now on the roster, they have Miles Jack. That's about it. Mark Robinson's there. He, he played a few snaps last season. Miles Jack is really it. He's really the only name of any value they have on the roster. And then you look at outside linebacker. The Steelers have TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith kind of locked in there. I mean, obviously, your starting two are in great shape. T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. But they really don't have any backups. So the Steelers really have some question marks heading into this offseason, what they're going to do with the outside linebacker, the inside linebacker position. For backups for the outside linebacker position, the Steelers do have Jameer Jones as an exclusive rights-free agent, which means odds are he's going to be back. It's very rare. Those guys aren't kept. They're still cheap, and they've been on your team. They know what to do here. Uh, Jameer Jones actually was looking pretty decent last season in a backup role. So even as a a number four outside linebacker, Jameer Jones is a very solid player there. It's a good player to keep. He's going to be heading into his age 25 season, which means he's at his prime. It's very, very unlikely you're going to see him suddenly break out and be a great player. But he's playing his best football. This is, this is, you know, age-wise going to be his best football. And he's been on your team. You know him. And he knows your defense. As well as, you know, most people are going to learn it. But he's not, he's not your number three linebacker. I want to talk about this because... Your backup outside linebackers play a lot. Almost between, depending on the season, between a fourth and a third of your outside linebacker snaps are played by backups. Closer most years to a third. Uh, when When both starters stay healthy the whole season, it gets down to around a fourth. You look at that over time. That holds up. Now, that means 
most seasons, if you're talking a third of the snaps, you're talking you basically have enough snaps for three players to almost split them evenly. For example, in 2021, when T.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year, he played 758 snaps. Alex Highsmith played 851 snaps. T.J. Watt missed a, a few games. If you take the rest of the snaps played by outside linebackers, it's 745. 13 snaps fewer than T.J. Watt played. That's room for three outside linebackers to basically all play a third of the season in snaps. If they all stayed healthy, you could do a three outside linebacker rotation. Now, people tend to think this doesn't work. The reason people tend to think this doesn't work is because of cases like James Harrison at the end of his career when T.J. Watt showed up and it was pretty clear James Harrison wasn't going to play over Bud Dupree or T.J. Watt with their levels of athleticism and how well they fit together. He wasn't going to play. He didn't like that. He ends up working and getting himself traded away. The other one is Melvin Ingram. And Melvin Ingram is an interesting case because his account, what we we got from both the player and the team was that he wanted to play more. He wanted to play more. His usage, his his the amount of time he was playing was a problem for him. He wanted a better opportunity to play. So they traded him for Kansas City. But that doesn't line up with the reality. That account of why he left doesn't line up. Through five games, Melvin Ingram played on the Steelers. Five games, right? In the sixth game of the season against Seattle, he was injured. He then misses the next game, which is against Cleveland, and a few days after that is traded. So he played five games. In the sixth game, he got hurt, missed the next game, and then is gone. Through the first five games of 2021, Melvin Ingram had played the most snaps of any outside linebacker on the Steelers. The most snaps. He had 229 snaps played through five games. T.J. Watt had 196. Alex Highsmith had 170. He had played 59 more snaps than Alex Highsmith through five games. And he had played more than T.J. Watt. Now, T.J. Watt missed a game and Alex Highsmith missed a game. They both missed week three. Both of them were out week three. So, if you take it on face value for four games of the first five games... Melvin Ingram was linebacker number three, outside linebacker number three. For one game, he was outside linebacker number one. T.J. Watt and Highsmith were starters for four of the five games. Melvin Ingram had played more than either T.J. Watt or Alex Highsmith. If you say, okay, well, he played one extra game. All right, so let's go down to snaps per game. T.J. Watt played had at through five games had averaged 49 snaps a game. Melvin Ingram 45.8, Alex Highsmith 42.5. Melvin Ingram was actually closer to T.J. Watt than to Alex Highsmith, and he was in between them. He goes to Kansas City. He plays less. He plays fewer snaps a game, and his production drops from what it was in Pittsburgh 
but he's happy there. Doesn't have the same problem. You have to question what was actually going on there. I I tend to think it wasn't so much the snaps he was getting as them basically letting him know you're not going to be getting the juicy pass rushing specialist kind of snaps. That we at this point we we view you as more of a run stopper. And we're going to put you in for those snaps. And we're going to give Highsmith and Watt the more pass rush snaps. I think there was stuff like that going on. Or maybe they basically let him know, hey, Alex is trending up and you are not. And we're going to be giving Alex more snaps in the future. Uh, get out if you want. Kind of a situation. I don't think it makes sense to say he was already unhappy with the way he had been u- being used because he wasn't playing enough, doesn't fit the details, doesn't fit the actual facts and numbers from the season. So to me, Melvin Ingram is actually kind of what you should look for in this role. Just one who is going to be okay with the role they are going to actually get. Because there is room for a number three outside linebacker to play similar snaps to the starters. That's how the NFL always works. Every like if you want if you want a game if you want to look at a, for a season where both outside linebackers uh, started all the games of the season, you, 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 you good luck. It doesn't happen. It's very rare. There are a lot of snaps to be had out there for a backup. Uh, You take Justin Houston, who just went to the Ravens last year. He played 400 snaps. He played under 400 snaps, like 390, something like that. And he got nine and a half sacks. He was a situational pass rusher. He came in as a backup and rushed the passer. Steelers with Highsmith and TJ Watt are unlikely to offer that kind of position. But if you found a veteran pass rusher who's you know a little too old for most things, who is willing to come in and take on this role, there definitely is a lot of room for them to play and get snaps. That is an option uh, that I ex- that I expect the Steelers to investigate, and I would not be surprised to see a kind of reclamation project like Justin Houston was for the for the Ravens, someone who has had a good career and isn't ready to hang them up yet, but isn't getting big contract offers, isn't getting the chance to start anywhere. Bring him in. Give him a chance to do something. Give him a chance to put some more stats up on their you know career numbers. I think that would be a good move. I don't see the Steelers necessarily drafting a young player. I don't think that's your move uh, if you're trying to keep Alex Highsmith. And you clearly want to keep T.J. Watt with his contract. You're not really moving on from him. I think you're going to see the Steelers go for a veteran. And I would not be surprised at all to see another Melvin Ingram type of signing simply because that availability of snaps is there you're going to get the chance to play significant snaps. 
the middle, the outside linebackers really need that kind of a player too. I think the Seals defense really needs that because when you get either TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith off the field, your production is dropping a lot. And you want you don't you don't want to have to see Alex Highsmith lead the Steelers defense in snaps again. Like he did in 2022. You don't want to see that. You want to see him not have to, you know, put that kind of wear on his body. Edge rushers are frequently taking on bigger offensive linemen. It's it's a hard position to play as an outside linebacker because you're giving up size over even a normal you know, defensive end. And you're still taking on the same size of guys. That's hard. That's physically taxing on your body. It's best if you have a rotation and they don't have to play quite as many snaps. That's the idea there. Uh, I think there's room for it. I think that's what I would do if I were the Steelers. I have faith in both Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. I think you're going to see a good bounce back here from TJ Watt. I don't think he's going to get the numbers he got before. Uh, I think mostly because Alex Highsmith is is developing. Uh, And for TJ Watt to get the kind of sacks, to get 20-plus sacks, uh, would be rough. (laughs) That's a huge percentage of team sacks. Uh, I, I don't think that's feasible with another player, you know, threatening for 10 sacks doing in that kind of range. But I do expect the Steelers to add another player. I think Jameer Jones is a fine number four. But I think I think that we're in a position. I think the Steelers are in a position to add a veteran who can give you more in pass rushing than a Malik Reed could. You know, I think they can get a better guy than that. I think they can they can upgrade on that position. Still spend three to four million. Uh, not a big contract and get someone who can contribute a lot more. That's my look for the outside linebackers. Uh, We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a position that is quite possibly the most important for the Steelers to address this offseason, and that's the inside linebackers. We'll be back right after this break. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. You can listen to all the podcasts from the Steel Curtain Network wherever you're listening to this. You can join us weeknights on YouTube or on Facebook when we do live shows. Be part of our live chat and interact with our shows. It's a lot of fun. Make sure you're checking us out, listening to all the different content available on the Steel Curtain Network, the new Steel Curtain Network. And make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Steelers news, analysis, updates, 
all of that every day, every week of this offseason. When we talk about the inside linebackers, the Steelers currently have Miles Jack and Mark Robinson under contract, and Miles Jack with an $8 million cap hit could be someone who got cut. I don't think that's going to happen. Because if they cut Miles Jack, you have zero linebackers with any kind of playing experience. I think it would be much more likely that his contract would be reworked to push some of that cap hit into future years, maybe with void years. I don't really see an extension there. I could see that happening. Even if the team re-signs Robert Spillane, I don't think Miles Jack is getting cut. You'd have to... I, I don't think Robert Spillane is ex- going to be a starter. I don't think you go into the season expecting Robert Spillane to be a starter. And you don't want to replace two starters in the same season at inside linebacker. You only have two inside linebackers. Replacing both of them in the same season is a lot of turnover. It's a lot of issues right there that can arise with, you know, positions that are so important for communication inside of the team. I actually expect Miles Jack to be back and Robert Spillane to be back. That is that is what I would wager on, is that both those guys are back. And if that would happen, I would expect the Steelers to add a draft pick to the room. It just makes sense. You, you don't want to sign another inside linebacker when you have Mark Robinson. At that point, you have Jack Spillane and Mark Robinson, and then you bring in a draft pick to hopefully develop and take over Robert Spillane's spot. If Robert Spillane isn't brought back and Miles Jack is brought back, I don't expect a draft pick because at that point you need a veteran. You need a starter. You don't pencil in a rookie to start. The Steelers always go into the draft with a roster that could work with basically penciled in starters at every position, whether they're the starters you want or not, you have them. The Steelers are going to add somebody. If they don't bring back Robert Spillane, they're going to bring in a veteran. The Steelers inside linebacking group hasn't been impressive and they tend to look for bargains at the position. They do that with most places. Uh, If you remember when the Steelers way back in the day signed James Ferrier to a free agent contract, it wasn't a huge contract. It wasn't a star player contract. He turned out to be a star player. Fantastic player. I still think to this day, if it wasn't for Ray Lewis being in the same division, James Ferrier would have gotten a lot more awards, a lot more press, and a lot more, you know, he, he would be viewed a lot better in NFL history than he is. Uh, he is a fantastic player. But he wasn't really expensive right off the bat. It wasn't a big, it was a bigger free agent contract from Pittsburgh, but that's not saying much. Steelers don't make big free agent contracts. Unless that changes, I don't think that'll change under Omar Khan. 
he's he's the money guy. When when a when a franchise that does not have an extremely wealthy owner uh, promotes the guy who is the money guy to general manager, that you know a guy who is, has done a lot with little resources has been that kind of a guy. That it's not a sign that they're going to start spending more, in my opinion. So I don't think we can expect a big, big splash signing. As much as I would love to see Tremaine Edmonds come to the Steelers, I, I don't even think that's really in the cards. I think you're looking at another kind of underrated signing here is what they're going to be looking for, someone who's a little cheaper. That's what I expect to see. I I don't... It's hard to it's hard to see much going on at the inside linebacker position. The Steelers tend to want to develop players, draft them and develop them. But right now, I, I don't think you can put inside linebacker in a priority draft position above places like defensive line, cornerback. Unless the Steelers look at those positions and say that's not a big position of need, you know, let's go back and draft a first-round linebacker again. That's, I mean, that's possible. I don't really see it. I hope that's not... <laughs> I, I, I'm not big on that one. Uh, I'd much rather see a defensive lineman there. I'd much rather see a cornerback there. If the Steelers bring back Miles Jack, what have they brought back? Miles Jack isn't the guy he was in 2017 and before then when he was a very athletic linebacker, great with lateral movement, could play in coverage, could go all, do everything. He's not that linebacker anymore. What he did for the Steelers was offer a lot in the run game, run defense, early on in the season. And teams learned to attack him, especially after he, he got dinged up a bit and slowed down a bit more. They learned to attack him in zone defense and in man defense. But he was still a good run defender. To me, if you bring back Miles Jack, you need to use him as more of a buck linebacker. A guy who's not as key in coverage as uh, protected a little bit more in coverage and is allowed to attack more. Kind of the Vince Williams role. He's not going to be Vince Williams in that role, but kind of that role. Be more run-focused. Be more uh, aggressive in pass defense, not you know a, a coverage guy. I think that's the role you play Michael Miles Jack in. And with that kind of a situation... You kind of need that athlete. You kind of need a a player who can be the guy to cover for him. And that certainly fits a Tremaine Edmonds. Could the Steelers pull off getting him $10, $11 million a year contract? Yeah, they could. I'm not sold on it. I, I'd be... I'd be good if they did it. I'd feel better about the inside linebacker position. That's for sure. Miles Jack, uh, reworked contract to be less of a cap hit this year. And Tremaine Edmonds, I'd feel good about this inside linebacker room. 
At that point, you just need, you know, any kind of a backup and, and Mark Robinson, and you're good. Someone to play special teams and Mark Robinson. See that working out. I don't know. I don't know where where you really make up for the performance of these inside linebackers if you don't get a good one. You've, you've got to have someone who can cover. When Robert Spillane is by far your best coverage linebacker, that's bad. That's not good. So to me, I, I would love to see a Tremaine Edmonds. I think that's kind of my dream guy because I think Miles Jack can give you uh, more from a from a buck position, more from a run defense position than he can dropping into coverage. I think that's a pretty easy statement. But I think he can be good in that role. Not just okay, not just better than he was in coverage. I think he mean quite good. I think his... Uh, I think our view of Miles Jack is skewed by his late season play when he when he came back and he was hurt and then him getting attacked in coverage. That's what I think we were skewed by. Earlier in the season, he was a much better linebacker. By far our best linebacker on the team. And I the eight million dollars you can save by cutting him, that's not a lot in terms of signing a good quality linebacker. That's not a lot. To me, I think Jack is is a guy you rework, get that down, and, and you're good. If you're going, if you're looking draft pick again, look for an athlete. That's that's what the position needs. That's what you need in pass coverage. You need someone with speed. You need someone with lateral ability. You need someone who can cover. The Steelers have been looking for that guy for years. They found it. And Ryan Shazier, before his injury, they found it with Devin Bush. Early 2020, Devin Bush was was doing some crazy stuff in coverage. They were asking him to do a lot, and he was doing it. And if you look at how the Steelers were able to be aggressive and blitz early in 2020, before Devin Bush got hurt, when Vince Williams and uh, Mike Hilton had as many sacks as, like, T.J. Watt had. Like, they were killing it. Tackles for loss, sacks, quarterback hits. They were doing it. They were being very aggressive. And they could because of the ability to cover and the speed and agility that Devin Bush brought before his injury. Ryan Shazier was doing the same thing in 2017 when the Steelers led the NFL in sacks. And set that record. That's a big deal. They're going to be looking for that player again. I think Tremaine Edmonds, you don't have to look for him. Tremaine Edmonds would also offer them something that they haven't had at that position. And that is a guy who doesn't get hurt. He hasn't really missed much time. And his brother Terrell Edmonds hasn't missed much time. I think he gives you that kind of security there, which gives you a little more idea that, hey, you know, we can spend this money because he's less likely to just suddenly not be available. Or suddenly he doesn't have the same talent and physical ability that he had when we signed him to this contract. 
I think that's going to be a big deal to the Steelers with how they've been kind of burned with health at the inside linebacker position. So I, I think I think Tremaine Edmonds is your big signing if they go for a big signing. I think he's the obvious choice. He fits exactly what you need in so many different ways that I think that higher money contract could be worth it with him more than a lot of other linebackers. Does that mean I expect it to happen? Not really. I'm kind of just used to the Steelers being, you know, looking for, looking for deals in the bargain bin of free agency, looking for potential over, you know, paying for what you're for a known commodity. The inside linebacker position, though, by far has to be rebuilt. That's a key one, especially in coverage. But you're also going to need good run defense, too. Like, you can't just say, like, we're going to get a coverage guy and he doesn't have to defend the run. No, they're going to have to. You need good linebacker play. This is the season to invest in it. Uh, I would love to see Tremaine Edmonds rework Miles Jack. You could bring back Robert Spillane and go with Mark Robinson there too. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna really increase your line inside linebacker spending. Or you can do Mark Robinson in a draft pick as your backups, depending on what you feel about Mark Robinson's reliability and knowledge of the defense, how much you trust him there. That could work. We'll see what happens. Uh, last thing I want to mention is the coaches. Steelers have a new inside linebacker coach. Aaron Curry. That's going to be potentially. We'll see a little different focus from the from the inside linebackers. I don't know yet. And the outside linebackers don't have a coach. Steelers don't have an outside linebacker coach right now. They have a, an assistant from previous seasons who's on there. But the outside linebacker coach has been a very important position for the Steelers historically. Very important position. Not just in coaching up one of the Steelers' premier positions on their roster with the edge rushers, but that position has had a lot to say in pass rush and in designing the defense. That is not as hiring to take lightly, and that is something to watch for. Who, If the Steelers do bring in somebody, who do they bring in? And if they don't, who is doing that job? Who is coordinating the pass rush? And how does that affect the team? Those are big things to watch for this offseason. Very important position. Very important decisions the Steelers have to make coming up. Both inside linebacker and outside linebacker. It's going to be interesting. Linebackers have been such a key part of this franchise's history on defense. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with it. That's my show for today. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. And as always, let's go Steelers.